You are listening to the Regent College Podcast. Hello, I'm Nick Corbin. And I'm Claire Perini. And welcome back to the Regent College Podcast. This is uh, the next in our series on leadership, and we were talking with Ruth Padilla-DeBorst, who's been on the podcast before, so some people would know her. Uh, she is, she's been involved in leadership development and theological education for integral, integral mission in Latin America for several decades. Um, she works with SETI, which is a learning community with students across Latin America. Uh, she's also served on the board of the Oxford Centre for Mission Studies. And Ruth, um, she's, a, she's a wife, a mother, a theologian, a missiologist, an educator, a storyteller. And, but she, she just yearns to see peace and justice mm. embraced in, in, a, in the world that is broken. Um, she lives in Costa Rica. And we talked about how she thinks about biblical leadership um, and what that looks like for her as as a woman um, as and as someone who seeks to uh, be a community someone who leads in community and what that how does that actually look and how does that work yeah Ruth was she was great I mean she she really has a heart to not be seen and for leaders not to be seen as celebrities as stars as saviors and I, I just think it was incredible how she articulated it and how to navigate that and how to push against any sort of individualistic do-it-yourself leadership mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. And Ruth displays that and, and shared that with us. So I think it's going to be great. And she did have a little uh, construction going on in her house. So you might hear some background noise, but you also will get to hear the beautiful birds and nature in the background as well. So have a listen for those two and enjoy our conversation with Ruth Padilla-DeBorst. Ruth, welcome back to the Regent Podcast. It's so good to have you. Thank you. It's great to be with you all. It's good to, yeah, it's so good to be, have, to be um, having a conversation with you around leadership. We've been doing a series of conversations around leadership, like a little mini series. Um, and one one question that we've asked all of our guests is how do you understand like biblical, wise biblical leadership? What does it look like? Do you have any, any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. How, how would you describe that? So I think just to understand what it means to do anything well, we got to look at Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and so thinking about leadership also, how did the son of God and son of a man and a woman, um, how did Jesus exercise leadership and what did he say about it? And mm-hmm. so biblically speaking, then, I mean, I think the the, the standard is, is the person of Jesus and the teaching of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Paul puts it well, you know, um, as you're relating to one another, may your spirit be that of Jesus Christ, who did not consider himself above everybody, but became human and 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 not only human, but but a poor human person in mm-hmm. a relegated province of Rome. And so um, serving leadership as a means of service uh, mm-hmm. rather than as a means of building up one's self-esteem or portfolio or whatever, um, you know, 
Yeah. Um, and then Jesus warns his 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 disciples. I mean, here he is announcing his death, and and they're fighting over who's going to sit where and right. yeah. under his reign. Yeah. And he says, "No, oh, that's not that's not what you're called to be or to do in the world. Mm. People lord it over each other. You're not called to that. Mm-hmm. So those are those are to me pretty key. They have to do with the posture." Yeah. Um, yeah. As you're in positions of, of leadership is who for. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I, it makes me think there, you know, there are different types of like leadership or styles, maybe if you, if you mm-hmm. have like, there's, there's like organizational leadership, there's uh, I don't know, transformational leadership. There's like these different types of leadership. One of the leadership styles or types that have, um, you have, I don't know if you put this on yourself or other people did, <laughs> but the, uh, I've read in different bios that you personify a missional leadership. Mm-hmm. Could you, mm-hmm. I mean, could you mm-hmm. articulate this, like what this is or how you would, would articulate this and then like why this is important? Yeah, I guess, again, it almost has, it connects with what I was just Mm. saying. I mean, if the purpose of leadership is just to build up our own egos, then we're kind of on the wrong, wrong track. Mm -hmm. Um, But if, if we um, understand that the gifts were given by God's spirit, um, the capacities we have, the experience, our personal story um, are all meant to, to, um, make us capable of um, using our influence, our whatever position we are granted, and those gifts and experience, using them for the sake of others, mm. for service. Um, in that sense, it's missional. It's living out God's good purposes rather than just building up our mm. own um, right objectives our yeah. personal objectives so yeah, i guess definitely. regardless of what position of leadership we're in in an educational institution in an organization in a church and wherever we are the question always is again as i was saying earlier i think what for who for, who for? um and mm-hmm. and then the missional piece is what for um right. what are what are we really seeking to contribute to yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's helpful thinking like that a whole idea of service and that's like lots of lots of you know Christians would say yeah that's what that's what leadership is about it's it's not about control it's not about self-serving but there is a there is power somewhere mm-hmm. in there right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and it's so power kind of seems like it's just a, a natural part of leadership. Do you want to could you talk about that how do we understand power and even the example of Jesus saying actually he didn't take on you know the form mm-hmm. of God in that in that sense and humbled himself but yeah how do you think about power and leadership mm-hmm. yeah well I think one of the yes definitely mm-hmm. there is power there is influence there mm-hmm. is there is um uh and that is something that has to be managed it can't be ignored or um uh yes it has to be named acknowledged yeah. and grappled with Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the ways of grappling with it is acknowledging um, perhaps I have this leadership skill in this realm, but I am part of a broader community in which there are people who have gifts and callings that complement 
mine. And so putting my leadership in the context of a community mm-hmm. um, where what I need to guarantee is that even I use my power in such a way that I open up space for everybody to contribute mm-hmm. from their um, their strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then then that the seeking then um, hopefully to kind of undo some of the power imbalances by um, opening up that space for others mm-hmm. and learning to learning to walk together and learning to generate teamwork rather than just individual protagonism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, because with that, you know, there's a lot of voices, I guess, that, you know, as as leaders oftentimes are, uh, leaders' voices are the ones predominantly heard and shared and kind of even create influence a lot of times. I, and then there are those who are maybe more vulnerable or those who don't even have an audience or somebody to listen to or speak to. Um, and I'm just thinking like how how you incorporate those voices that aren't heard as a leader, how leaders can do that well. Um, yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, w- one of the ways is yes, we might we might uh, personally feel like um, we have the last word. We know we and we're being recognized, so uh, mm-hmm. we need to just keep 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 at it, keep doing it, and keep building up that that star mm-hmm. um, status, which is is so um, so much sought after. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world and even yeah. Christian circles tend yeah. to build up stars, um, yeah. and and then um, and yes, it just kind of build up and and promote and sell because we live in a consumer society where um, even people get consumed and yeah. used for for that mm-hmm. in that sense. And so yeah. I think one of the antidotes is just saying, you know. I'm, I've been given this to serve in this time, in this place, but there are so many other people out there. What am I doing then to, to raise up others mm-hmm. so that in my case, as a Latin American, but able to converse in English, mm. who are the other, and I'm a woman, who are the women in Latin America who I should be investing and in in and encouraging so that when somebody says, hey, Ruth, could you speak here? I could say, well, maybe, but actually, how about considering her? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so seeking to, to disperse <laughs> uh, the influence and power very right. intentionally. And it may take years, but it, but it pays off. And so mm-hmm. that's the exciting thing to see um, young, mm-hmm. younger women from Latin America today able to, for me to be able to say you could call on her or her or yeah, her because right. they they can they can do an even better job than I can oh mm-hmm. yeah that's really so good. it's 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 so true that kind of like not saying yes when you get asked to do something you know like that's mm-hmm. what you sort of say is like actually I mean yeah I could but there's you know and it's sort of having the the um yeah having had people that you that you that you trust that you know that you could mm-hmm. that, that you know to say yeah call upon them but just yeah to not always say yes when you get asked to do something yeah. that's really good like it's so practical but it's so true <laughs> mm-hmm. um well but it demands that intentionality totally. of 
of um you know preempting so that you can, you have that list that cohort you yeah. know who you can recommend yeah. yeah if we weren't if we didn't ask you today to be on the podcast who would you who else would you have recommended <laughs> oh i could give you a series of names most give, tell definitely us, tell us their names yes yeah. uh, alejandra ortiz jocabel mm-hmm. solano alejandra maria alejandra andrade mm-hmm. those are three women that mm. um would all be able to contribute very valuably. I could wow. give you their emails. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's good. I was like, we might as well just, we might as well get their names out there totally. now. And just <laughs> yeah. Take the idea. That's great. Yeah. I'm just thinking of your, even, even your role and position um, and how you almost bri- build bridges in, in a lot of ways as a leader and kind of lead cross denominationally cross boundaries, maybe even religious and worldviews. I'm thinking of like different people who lead in those sectors, um, maybe kind of similar to yourself. Like how, how can leaders like lead others in a way that, that is building kind of like a coherent vision, but you maybe have different uh, worldviews you're coming at things. Have you, have you seen that play out in your own work? I mean, is it, yeah. yeah, I guess I guess is Go it even again. is it even yeah. possible to lead cross cross worldviews? Mm-hmm. I guess there does need to be at least some minimum um, overlap or mm-hmm. consensus about mm-hmm. uh, a purpose or a vision. There needs to be. In my case, I mean, a lot of the leadership I've exercised has been very Mm -hmm. cross-cultural, but it's been in circles where there's a shared commitment to um, to the Lordship of Christ, to to a certain vision of what we're about and what we're called to in the world, Mm -hmm. Um, and so and so that commonality Mm. then it gives enough. what enough gel yeah. to then allow the rest to be um, to not be as dominant mm-hmm. in determining the capacity mm-hmm. to work together. Right. Um, totally. But I guess you just it really requires a lot of respect, listening, mm-hmm. humility, recognition that I come with what I come, but others come with what they have, and mm-hmm. we need to be able to each bring that to the common for the common purpose mm-hmm. yeah totally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah that's helpful um have you ever run into any um conflict as you've tried to do that so yeah across like either across languages across denominations across kind of um even different ways of expressing christian faith or expressing what the church should look like or you run into kind of um things that have worked or haven't worked kind of on a practical kind of I don't know. Not yeah, worked. I guess. Worked is not even not the right word, but you know, like where, mm-hmm. where it's there's been rub, maybe, yeah. and how you've worked through that. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely. So I did put as a precondition to being able to yeah. work is that some common something yes. in common, yeah. right. some yeah. element of shared uh, vision, objectives, hopes, mm-hmm. dreams, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess where. I've had the hardest space is mm. particularly with sectors of the church um, that mm. do will not acknowledge that women particularly have anything to bring to the table 
or mm. should have a voice or should have or should ever teach particularly ever teach men um and so when when you get to sectors that are so uh, narrowly defined in their orthodoxy mm-hmm. and uh, believe they have it all put together and there's no crack in their in their system um then it's just basically futile to even attempt yeah. to collaborate mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, but that's and at some point you have to say that, don't? Because it's like we, you know, it's like it's such a beautiful vision. Like we we're all bringing each other to the table, but at some point there's things where it's like we actually we can't actually move forward together on mm. on this particular mm-hmm. project because actually we fundamentally exactly there's something else. Yep. That, there's something that we yep. don't have a fo- a common understanding at the at mm-hmm. the root. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that goes back to, I mean, th- there does. In the, those contexts, maybe from an outside perspective, you'd say, oh, there's a similar foundation like in Christ. But at the same time, you're like, I don't know, though, if our worldviews and understanding of who Jesus is and who he calls us to be is actually the same. So from an mm-hmm. outside perspective, you might say, oh, yeah, this relationship will work out. But once you get down to it, there are definitely significant diverging factors. Yeah. 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 And I've just, I guess, you know, through life recognized, yes, you can be very idealistic and, and almost naive about, Oh, we'll find a way. And Mm. you just end up having to recognize there Mm. are situations in which it just will not, it will not prosper. It will not yeah. happen. And, and, you know, for some, then it's a time to continue to keep up a good fight or something. And I guess yeah. that's the discernment of the spirit right. to what degree do you kind of keep trying yeah. or do you just say, no, this is um, a closed door and yeah. I may mm-hmm. as well use my energy somewhere else. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking. I was like, at, at what point do you say, actually, but I think we could, if we can, you know, if we can sort of wrestle this through, perhaps we can move forward. But yeah, at some point you have to just say, this isn't mm-hmm. going to work and maybe that's okay. And that's, the, yeah, yeah, that's the discernment yeah. piece, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you understand success? You've, we, <laughs> and you sort of, I mean, some of the things that you've said before sort of like determines that, but, you know, a successful leader, what, what's that? To me, a successful leader is one that, um, as a Christian, that actually um, points in some way through what she or he does, says, is, points to Jesus as the model, not to him or herself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if So there needs to be that sort of uh, willingness to efface, <laughs> to, to right. step back a little so that you're not really um, generating followers, personal followers, but followers of Jesus. And I've, I've, I realized we go, even in that, you go against um, a lot of the, the impetus of our society, yeah. particularly with social media and everything, mm. the followers. And I'm like, yeah. no, don't, don't follow me. <laughs> I, 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 that's a dead end street. <laughs> um, you know, um, you, we need to, so, so how, and I guess that's just the constant um, personal reflection even mm. of, I mean, am I believing myself? Too, am I thinking too highly of myself? Mm-hmm. Am I allowing the fan 
circuit thing to to get to my head and mm-hmm. you know and so for me a countering force for that has been living in intentional christian community mm. where i have to where people know me when i before coffee in the morning <laughs> and 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 they know me um when when stressful things are happening in the day to day um you know and when somebody leaves a really messy kitchen and it really bugs me. They know that. (laughs) Um, And so that really, that kind of keeping, keeping feet on the ground, Mm -hmm. I find is a helpful antidote to believing too much of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so community, um, just the daily sharing of faith in, in, in that community. I find it really helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Because in some ways mm-hmm. you, you're you saying, I guess it, this is what I hear you saying is, as as a leader and you're leading other people, that they see also your flawed side and you're not, you're not their savior. And Absolutely. you never, never will be mm-hmm. their savior. And so when they see those flawed sides, they're like, oh, Ruth, she's human too. <laughs> like she's, she's like me, like, and, and in some regard, like pointing them to Jesus. Cause I feel like, yeah, that does. I mean, if we don't see the humanity in those who are leading us, then we can almost attach to a savior complex of like, if they're not there, if they're not in that position, like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? But when, when it kind of crumbles, when that facade or that image kind of crumbles, and you see their humanity, then it does ultimately like, oh, there's nobody else that I can turn mm-hmm. to that can save me than mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we need people in our lives and and others to to help navigate that. But ultimately, yeah, that's so mm-hmm. good. It makes mm-hmm. me wonder about, you know, a lot of the time there's conversations around boundaries, right? So as mm. a, you know, as a leader, how much do you share of yourself? And particularly maybe sometimes in pastoral ministry, there's like, and there's, there's an, there's an importance to that too, but there, but as you say, it's, and there's so the boundaries, but then can, can keep you distance from someone, but they're actually very healthy as well. Do you have thoughts mm. on that as a leader? Like where you're saying, no, they're seeing me before coffee. They're seeing me, you know, when I'm, I'm tired and up angry and had a fight with my husband, you know, or whatever. But oh, how I do never you think fight about, with my no, husband. No, sorry, that was a, yeah, I made that one up. I made that one up. <laughs> That's just uh, as other people have that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm above yeah. that. No, no, yeah, 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 right, right. Um, yeah, like how, how do you balance that sort of an intentional Christian community, like boundaries and, yeah, right. oh, yeah, how do you think about that? Yeah, it is. A, it's a, it's a juggle. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, an area that always needs kind of negotiating. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think they're also in, in some ways setting healthy boundaries begins with recognizing our own limitations yeah. Yeah. Um, and knowing a personal intra personal boundaries. Um, that is something, um, you know, being having some health challenges, for example, has has been a sobering mm. um, experience because then I just have to admit that I cannot do mm. certain things yeah. or I have to rest or I yeah. and in some ways, then it becomes a little bit emblematic to me, symbolic of our need to recognize 
um, our limitations in other realms, not only in health. Um, mm. You know, yeah. I am not everybody's savior. I mm. cannot solve everybody's problems. And mm-hmm. and I think there's a tendency um, of people who end up in spaces of leadership to um, to not recognize limitations yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. then come the big bad falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so I think recognizing those personally is part of the of the walk of discipleship. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's really, really helpful. Because, yeah, and it's sort of that, yeah, if you're not, if people aren't seeing you as human, then they have the ability to put you on a pedestal, you know, but so, yeah, anyway, that's, yep. that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. which then you, that the, you've got way further to fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which and is what we exa- see what it happens. all around. Totally. Yep. And the kind mm-hmm. of the celebrity leader of either church wise or organizational wise, and you just, yeah, the falls are big and painful and, Yes, devastating. Ripple, devastating, yeah, yep. rippling mm-hmm. effects everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ruth, I wonder, mm-hmm. has that come, like, you know, with time as a leader in recognizing mm-hmm. that? Like, I even think of your, you you just shared vulnerably, thanks for sharing that with us, just like even your current circumstance of, like, having to say no to things and, and the challenges in that. Like, do you feel like young leaders can get that? right away or does that just come with time you know of like having to fail or having to recognize like oh i'm 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 human you know Mm. because i feel like a lot of leaders start out like really ambitious and they're like oh i'm gonna you know be able be able to be there for everyone like be able to get all my tasks done and love my family really well and you know be a good friend like all these things is that just with time and failing or can you get that as a young leader? I don't know. Well, I, I suspect time and and experience and failure yeah. and yeah. and such do help. Mm-hmm. If if you're willing to kind of listen to your body, yeah, listen them. to your mm-hmm. yeah, listen to to those things. Yeah. Um, and and perhaps for some, the the treadmill is is running too quick to even right. admit that to be able to acknowledge those things. Um, but again, I think community, having people mm. around you, um, yeah. not, uh, you know, your spouse, good friends, mm-hmm. fellow followers of Jesus um, that can kind of um, weigh in um, and yeah. and and uh, keep you honest um, mm. is uh, is is very needed yeah. and often not uh, that common. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid, particularly in kind of Western North North Atlantic cultures that are so individualistic, totally. um, that yeah. you make yourself as a leader and right. you hold yeah. yourself up as a leader, and you know, um, and so I I just think that the entire um, the even the way Jesus chose to have companions in mm-hmm. his um, mm-hmm. in his mission and his ministry um, is is a good example of that. Hey, pray with me, bear mm-hmm. with me in this mm-hmm. night of trial. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, that's so good to hear. I just I th- and especially for our North American context, because oftentimes the story is for many leaders is just this. Um like this reality of burnout or failure Mm -hmm. or massive, Mm -hmm. like public failure. And then like you burn out, but then like 
somebody just like leaders who are ambitious will write a book about it and then they'll share like how not to do this. And so that's why I asked that time question of like, that's so helpful to hear of like, no, it's not just time and experience. It's actually relationship mm-hmm. and putting mm-hmm. around yourself people who mm-hmm. you can trust that are going to say to you, hey, mm-hmm. I feel like you're taking on too much or I feel like this is not healthy for you or, you know, in, in all different areas. So that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's sort of, and this is sort of related, I guess, like in particularly in Christian ministry and um, and leadership in a Christian context. How, what are your thoughts on sort of staying well and healthy kind of emotionally and spiritually and physically amidst really good demands? You know, things that yeah. um, there's lots yeah. of good things that to be done. They're all, it's really important. It's, it's good kingdom stuff, you know, and so it's, yeah. hard, you know, it's harder yeah. to say no. What, what are your thoughts on sort of being able to stay yeah, sort of healthy in all those ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a lesson I'm having to learn myself mm. all the time. And if uh, my husband were listening to me right now, he'd say, you're listening, right? <laughs> um, because, because it is a challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. I think some of us are just built to have a hard time saying no. And, um, think we can just we can embrace more than we really should perhaps and and so again I think you just we just really need um honest companions Mm -hmm. who will who will help caution us and and then I guess a growing a deep sense again of our own limitations and our awareness of um the bigger picture, who else mm. is out there? Um, mm. As I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. who can do this? And, um, and, and, a, and a humility to say, oh, well, you know, it, they, they bill it as so essential that I be a part of this, but they could do without me, you right. know, um, right. you know, yeah. uh, so, and I guess there, there I would go over to your, Nick, your comment about experience, because mm-hmm. in some ways, I guess you gauge, you gauge how much you really can um, contribute and yeah. what factors are going to actually de- um, diminish your, your capacity to give well. I mean, yeah. when, um, and, mm-hmm. and some of that does demand some experience, you only Mm-hmm. as you test yourself um mm-hmm. you're able to see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's sort of it's almost choosing at the outset isn't it to say to a friend hey i've been asked to do this thing you know i kind of feel like i should do it but what do you think <laughs> you know, like yeah i wonder or it's like i've been asked to take on this particular project or this as you, like in your situation a speaking engagement or something like that or be part of this right. I don't know some other zoom conversation about something else you know and so it's sort of like yeah do what do you what do you think do you think like I'd like to do it but should I what do you think should well I do it? so what I yeah. did for a phase where I was just getting mm. really um I was getting bombarded with opportunities Mm -hmm. and just felt like it was beyond me to discern wisely what to take on. I, um, I invited a group, uh, a a bunch of different people. They didn't, they weren't necessarily related to each other. They, uh, but they were all older, younger men, women, 
And I constituted what I called my council of bishops. Yes. <laughs> because, because, you know, in official churches, clergy have supervisors, have yeah. bishops mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not clergy. I don't have an automatic council. Mm-hmm. But I needed that discernment. So Mm -hmm. I would share with them um, every three months the invitations that were coming in, why I thought yes or no and um, and such. And just ask them to pray with me and then weigh in if they Mm -hmm. had any any words Mm -hmm. of uh, any perspective Mm -hmm. or um, and it was it's not active today, I guess, Mm -hmm. maybe. Back to your point, Nick, maybe I needed it more then because I was less able mm. to self-monitor. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And so, but it was very valuable at that mm-hmm. phase in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of humility and trust to invite others into those places of decision. And may, maybe, I don't know, did you experience that? I feel like I would experience that. Like, oh, these are really big decisions that I have to make. And... If I don't agree no, I, with you yeah. on what you're saying to me, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> do I go like, with what you said or what yeah, I, I, I Do I have I, veto power yeah, yeah, over exactly. my council? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, who has Well, obvious- one of the criteria I had, like, because I did a, develop kind of some criteria, and one of them was, was my personal preference. I could tell right. them, this is mm. one I would really like to do because of this, this, or this. Right. So they knew already and they could ponder knowing, um, you know, knowing my preference. And my preference was a, one more among several uh, criteria. Yeah. Um, but I actually know I didn't feel um, I felt incredibly honored yeah. that people would give me gift me with their time and their discernment. Wow. I mm-hmm. felt I felt timid um, to be exp- or and, and almost too entitled to mm-hmm. be expecting them to weigh in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a beautiful gift they gave me for that phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, that's really yeah good. And sort of saying, yeah, here's my heart in the situation. So it doesn't mm-hmm. you don't you don't build up this resentment like, oh, the council said no, even though I <laughs> you know you there's that's all part of the discernment, isn't it? Like our oh, heart yeah. and our oh, own yeah. feelings towards stuff. Exactly. And so yes, that's yeah. really mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What a gift to have that that level of closeness of people who yeah, yeah weighing in on different things. Mm-hmm. 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 We hope you've been enjoying this wonderful conversation. But Claire wanted to take a few seconds just to share some ways you could get involved more in the Regent College podcast. Totally. We at Regent, we love people being a part of the things that we're doing. And so there's a couple of different ways you can do that. If you've enjoyed this conversation or any of our other conversations, let someone know. Share it with them. Share it with a family member, with a friend, with someone who you think would appreciate this and would love to hear it. That's the first way. Mm-hmm. Second way, you could you could give us a rating or write a little uh, comment on one of the, on wherever you listen to your podcast. That would be another great way. And then the final way that you could uh, participate with us is if you've enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to give a donation to Regent College, then we would warmly receive that. You can do that by heading to rgnt.net forward slash give. And, you know, in the comment box, let them know that we sent you. Right, Nick? That's right. We do love hearing when people have appreciated the podcast. And so let you can let Nick know by sending an email to podcast at regent-college.edu. When Nick and I are having these conversations, it's sometimes hard for us to realise that actually people listen to these. And so when we get emails or we get a little note in the comment box on the donation page of our website, it just reminds us that people are actually listening and we love that. So please let us know that you're listening. Let us know if there are things that different profs that you'd like to hear from. 
we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. I was going to say, is there, if there's a, is there a leader that you've, that you've kind of, that's impacted you, someone in particular that, um, that you feel like, oh, I, I've either, I've learned things from them. Maybe it's, maybe it's more than one. Um, and what was it about them that sort of impacted you or that you learned from them? Is there anyone, any? Yes, I would, I would think of a, I would think of a composite. Yeah. <laughs> um, more I did think just, I was like, there's probably not just one. <laughs> yeah, because there, there are, um, yeah, there are qualities that I admire and appreciate and have learned for, learned, learned from, um, in in different people. I I really um, deeply admire um, the integrity of my parents mm-hmm. um, as leaders. Um, my father much more on a prominent world stage level my mother far less visible but extremely impactful in the context in argentina um Mm. in our local church and ministry and she taught uh generations of of young younger leaders Mm. um and so the integrity the fact that they did not speak um anything without actually living it and their mm. lives reflected their uh teaching mm. um so their simple lifestyle and their commitment to a whole life following of Jesus um mm. is was determining in my life mm, um cool. yeah um but then uh, just the the today 42 years ago, um, Monsignor Arnulfo Romero, Archbishop of El Salvador, mm. was murdered mm. um, as he was um, serving, um, doing leading mass yeah. in El Salvador. And his prophetic denunciation of injustice and oppression um, is something that just um, I deeply admire and um, and appreciate. Um, so it's meaningful even today to to yeah. remember him. Yeah. Uh, so that prophetic um, power um, and commitment mm-hmm. to and sacrifice. Um, I can think of Melba Magai, my uh, uh, dear sister and infamite um, from the Philippines, who has uh, just been just her perseverance through so many storms in the Philippines um, to have a holistic witness, a world transformative perspective of the witness of the church um, Mm. in the face of the powers Mm. of of oppressive powers also um yeah my list is pretty long Mm. and different Mm. different people from different Different. places yeah um to to so i see different um feet traits in Mm. in them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah what i was reflecting on was just how like you different people have impacted you in different areas of the world and how Mm -hmm. how neat that is and, mm-hmm. and just like an incredible gift to like have leaders from mm-hmm. the global mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. be impacting you. So that's yeah, so totally. neat. Yeah. 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 That's 
huge. It's yeah. an incredible gift. I'm so yeah. privileged. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Ruth, we're, we're, um, we're almost done here, but is there anything like that you haven't said that you would want to say about leadership, anything that we haven't covered, that we a question we should have asked but we didn't ask? Probably just wanting to emphasize um, our, our world and and including our churches and the kind of Christian religious system does enjoy building up stars. And it's, to me, it's part of this whole consumer society mm-hmm. where we want to, um, you want the glamour, the, the pizzazz, the, the influence, um, and and I find it just on the one hand it can be a huge temptation to mm. some, mm. Um, but it is so absolutely inconsistent with real Christian living, mm-hmm. um, and and so when we think about whatever gift God's given us. Um, And if it is leadership, leadership actually demands even more responsibility for greater humility because Mm -hmm. it is, there is power involved. Mm -hmm. And so we so need the sobriety Mm -hmm. of, of, of humility and, Mm -hmm. and we will not get it if we're, if we just stick to our own, Mm. kind of individual and um, ambitious nature, which mm. is, a, we have a seed of that in all of us, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need the community to to hold us accountable, to keep us real, to keep us grounded. Um, so that those gifts that we've been giving, those opportunities we've had to, to influence are calibrated <laughs> Um, mm. to the to the music of God's reign and God's justice and yeah. not to the tune of our own ambitions. Um, and so, um, yeah, I can't emphasize mm. too much the mm-hmm. need for community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good, Ruth. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to talk with us and for mm-hmm. what was that little bird we could hear in the background? Do you know oh, what type of bird? We're, there's so many birds here. <laughs> yeah. We're oh, surrounded. We, we're in the city, but we the property is um, a portion of an old coffee plantation, so there's oh. still big trees. Uh-huh. So it's the best of both worlds. We're we're, totally. we're ten minutes from downtown. And yeah. we're surrounded by birds. Yeah, so I, can't, I can't edit those out of my audio. <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's like you're, it sounds like you're in a rainforest. It's oh, awesome. Totally. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Well, thanks so much. We'll let you go. But, yeah, really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. It's mm-hmm. good to see you again. It's good to see you. It's, thanks. Um, I hope it, it's useful for you. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Regent College Podcast. Follow us on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter. To discover more about Regent College, its upcoming events, conferences, courses, and more content like this, visit rgnt.net. That is rgnt.net.